0: amen
1: the title of this message tonight is called what now a biblical response to the newly elected president of the united states so what now so I, this is a bible study i want to make sure that everyone has pen and paper out your phones out we want to biblically respond to what's happening because pastor and i see how the enemy trying to come in and divide our nation people are very passionate about uh, what happened in the process we don't care who you voted for we love you either which way we need to biblically uh, deal with what's going on so we the church don't get tricked up or trapped, or forget that we still have a voice in our nation, okay?
0: So we're going to start, and let's go to Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2, I love God's word, because you know one thing about the word of God, the word of God covers everything. Mm-hmm. It covers everything from presidential uh, elections to government, and so on and so forth, amen? So we're going to go right to the word of God, Daniel chapter 2, uh, verse 20. So Daniel chapter 2, we're going to read verses uh, 20 and 21. If you're there, say amen. It says, uh, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. So wisdom, insight, and might are his. Then verse 21 says, and he changes the times and the seasons. Look at that. He not only changes times, but he even changes seasons. He removes kings, and he raises up kings. He removes kings, and he raises up kings. So really, in actuality, God is the one, and we'll show you in God's word, God is the one that puts certain people in certain authorities. He removes people, and then he puts other people in positions. So if we don't like it or not, at the end of the day, who, who are we to question God? You know, the, the word of God says that his thoughts aren't our thoughts and, and his ways aren't our ways. So sometimes there are things that God does that even throws us for a loop. Can I get a witness? Have you ever seen something and you're like, oh my God, I just got to, even though I don't agree with it, I got to believe that this is a Romans eight twenty eight situation. And if you read Romans 8, 28, it says, and we know all things work together for the good for them that are called according to his purpose. Amen. Mm -hmm. And so even with the season that we're in, because look at it again. He changes the times and the seasons. And it says, and he removes kings. And then it goes on and he raises up kings.
1: And, you know, our choices, you guys know we are we are hardly ever political at kingdom. Right. Because we understand that it's all about building God's kingdom, and we try to keep those topics out of our house as much as we can because we've got a great group of people, diverse people with different thoughts, and I believe that the blood of Jesus is what keeps us together, and the spirit of God keeps us together. So we're very sensitive to that. But our choices were not the best choices. We would have been doing this topic no matter who would have won. So I'm just letting you all know that now. So whoever was chosen, we would still have this topic because it's very
0: interesting. The choices. Is- because can I be very honest with you all? Uh Oh, the, the two options that we had weren't the greatest.
1: <laughs>
0: Amen. Anybody in there disagree with that?
1: It just. It,
0: I mean, it, they weren't. And we love everybody. Right. So like my wife said, I just want to clarify that regardless of who would have won, This was going to happen.
1: We We were going to deal with this because it's not a political issue for us. It's a spiritual issue. And so the choices, you realize the choices that we had were a direct reflection of our society. You realize that, right? That the two choices we had is a mirror of what our nation has become. So, I, you have to always keep that in mind. And so, no matter who won, this would have been our response. This is to our church because we're, we're pastors and we're supposed to protect you all and lead you in a way that we'd make sure that you don't get tricked up and entangled in the world and the things that people are saying on social media and everywhere else. So, this is what we want to remind you of. We want to remind you what the Bible says about leadership. What the Bible says about leadership. This is our first point. The Bible says this about leadership in Romans 13 and 1. It says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God.
0: Y'all see that? Okay. I'm going to read. Let me, you read. That was great, honey. You read it but I'm going to read it again. Okay. Let every soul. We're souls. Yes. We're made up of three pieces, three parts. Mm -hmm. We're spirit, we're soul, we're flesh. Yes. So let every soul, then it says be subject, subject meaning that you have to yield and give in to something, even if you don't like it. Right. So it says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, Mm -hmm. for there is no authority except from God. So, Pastor, you mean to tell me that God put him there? His ways aren't our ways. Right. His thoughts aren't our thoughts. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that the foolishness of God is wiser than man. That's right. Go go back to the text, though. Go back to the text. Then it says, for for there is no authority. Mm -hmm. Somebody say, except from God.
1: Except from God.
0: Except from God. Mm Mm-hmm. And the authorities that exist are appointed, are appointed by God. Mm-hmm. The authorities that exist. Do you realize that people are still mad that God is using me? How God do that? Because <laughs> God appointed me. Because right. all authority presidential authority yep. government authority mm-hmm. spiritual authority yep. it all comes from God. That's why if you read Ephesians 4 and 11 it says, I give some, somebody say some,
1: Some
0: to be apostles. Mm-hmm. That some means not everybody's called to that office. Remember, I said something last week in J- J- James chapter 3, verse 1, it says that, that teachers have a stricter judgment. Yep. Some of us shouldn't even have a desire to be a teacher in front of people because you're held accountable at a different level. Because now God has given you a position of authority and influence. And you're going to be held accountable for every word. Like tonight, we're going to be held accountable Lord, for, for everything Lord. we say today. Yep. That's why we got this big scoreboard, praise God. And that's why I said, let's put the scripture up. So you can't leave out of here saying, can you believe Pastor Steele said that? Because I'm going to tell you what the word, you, some of y'all are going to be shocked by some of the stuff that's in the word or what the word says.
1: Yes. Proverbs 21 and 1 says this, and this is to give you comfort if you're not, if, if you're struggling today.
0: Say the scripture again. Proverbs
1: 21 and 1. It says, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. You have to understand that the king's heart, whoever king that is, it it belongs to God. We have the ability to pray and change things because the heart still is in the hand of the Lord. The heart is in the hand of the Lord. It's what the Word of God says right here. Here's another scripture for you all to see. Proverbs 8 and 15. Proverbs 8 and 15. It says, by me kings reign and rulers decree justice. By me, that's God speaking, kings reign. Okay? And rulers decree justice. Another scripture to look at. Psalm 75, 6 through 7. Remember I said it's Bible study. Psalm 75, 6 through 7. It says, for exaltation comes from neither the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. Okay? This is just to give you comfort in your heart that exaltation doesn't come from the north, the south, the east, the west votes. Because weren't we all surprised? Maybe some weren't, but according to polls, if you were watching, it didn't make sense what happened, okay? Okay? So I'm not saying good, bad, either or. Like you said, both choices were, I told pastor yesterday, I said, it's kind of like, do I want to do crack or do I want to do meth? You know, you know, they have <laughs> different effects when, you know,
0: seriously. All right. Now, interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> put that scripture back up again. Which one, babe? The one that's Psalm just...
1: 75, six through seven. Psalm 75, for, exalt- seven. for,
0: for exaltation comes neither from the east nor from the west, nor from the south. Yep. Next verse. Nor from the south, nor from the south. What is it, verse 7 now?
1: Verse 7 the, then says, it says but, but, God-
0: but God is the judge. Mm-hmm. He puts down one and exalts another. He puts down one and, exalt- and he other. exalts yep. the And and
1: this is to remind you what the Bible says about
0: leadership. You know, and it's interesting because now I think a lot of you said you were shocked. I was not shocked. My wife will testify when we were in L.A. with some friends and they asked me who I thought was going to win. When I told them that that Trump was going to win, they were ready to stab me in the throat.
1: It's very it was a very awkward dinner. Very (laughs) awkward dinner. I said, babe, you'd never tell people your opinion you just say you're undecided. Well,
0: y'all know I'm opinionated. Right. So I'm going to be me. Right. And, and the thing is, is that I explained to them, our options aren't the greatest, but if, you know, because we were going around the table and having conversation. And that's who I felt like. And I told them, I and put my disclaimer out, either I'm prophesying or prophesying. Mm-hmm. And I was obviously prophesying because everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people were shocked. Mm-hmm. You know, by what took place. But again, God's the one that puts one up, yep. okay. puts one down.
1: That's right. So that's what the Bible says about leadership. And next point, I want you all to remember what time we live in. Okay? Remember the time, what time we live in. 2 Timothy 3 1 and 5 says this. Okay? Just re- let's remember, y'all. Second Timothy 1, 3, 1 and 5. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of God in the midst but denying its power. Are we really stunned about our options based on the times that we live in? Should should we as Christians be surprised when the Word of God says that we will live in perilous times? Or perilous just means dangerous times, risky times. It's a biblical word that makes it seem like it's deep, but it's just dangerous times. That's the time we live in, and that is what we shouldn't be surprised at who was before us, okay? And then, now, when I say we're in the last days, let me just explain to you this. Matthew 24, 36 through 44 tells us that no one knows the day, no one knows the hour, even the angels of heaven don't even know. The son of God does not even know, okay? But my father only, Jesus is saying. And as in the days of Noah, when they were talking about the flood, they're going back and forth. No one knew when it was going to happen, but I don't know where it happened. So I don't want us to be the kind of Christians that think the things are so bad, we want to get out of here and go up to heaven and be in glory, and just be raptured out of here. We're not going to give up. We're going to continue to fight and be the church we're supposed to be. Amen?
0: Amen. That's good.
1: We are a church. We are a strong church. Okay, so let's remember the times we live in. So we shouldn't be surprised. This should be expected. Can I go on? Yep. And then it says, my next point is remember who you are. We serve God, not a president. I'm um, say that again. We serve God, not a president. We serve God. Mm-hmm. And God has a kingdom, and we all belong to his kingdom. Right. The word says this in Psalm 145 and 13. Psalm 145 and 13 says your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations, meaning that God's kingdom does not come to end. Right. God's kingdom doesn't last for four terms or eight terms and it's over. God's term or God's term is unending. unending. It goes on and on and on and on. God can't be voted in and God can't be voted out. God is Everlasting.
0: That's good.
1: We serve an everlasting God. Okay, God has dominion. Daniel 7 and 14 says this. God has dominion. It says, then he was given dominion. He who God was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is everlasting dominion, which should not pass away. And his kingdom the one which shall not be destroyed our God the God that we serve has the power or the right to govern everything he has a sovereign authority that's right our God is sovereign our God does what he does when he wants to do it just because he feels like doing it our God is powerful and how about this God sees everything Psalm 66 and 7 Psalm 66 and 7 says, he rules by his power forever. His eyes observe the nations. Come on, God is seeing what's happening. He's very aware of what's going on in our nation and all the nations around the world. God sees everything. And let's remember this, people of God, God's word is the only thing that's gonna last. First Peter 1, 24 and 25. First Peter 1, 24 and 25 says this, all flesh is as grass and the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls away. But the word of the Lord mm. remains forever. My God. The word of the Lord My remains ma'am. forever. Stop getting caught up in flesh that falls and it withers. God's word is true. God's word reigns. He is an everlasting God. We belong to his kingdom. God is sovereign. That is the word of God and it cannot fail. It will not let us down. It will not crumble. It cannot be moved. Come on. And because the word of God can't be moved, we, the people, cannot cannot be moved.
0: moved. Come on. Look at your neighbor and say, he's in control. When he says he's sovereign, that means he's in control. That's right. Even when things get wacky, amen, and things seem out of alignment, God is still in control. He's sovereign. Saying
1: that he's sovereign means that he's a person who has supreme power and authority. Our God has all authority. Psalm 115 and 3 says, But our God in heaven, he does whatever he pleases. Put that up if you can. Psalm 115 and 3. Our God who is in heaven, he does whatever he pleases. I love that scripture. That our God is up there making decisions, not just how he feels like, but what we petition him to do. And God wants to fulfill his will. So if we go to him saying, God, your will be done, he will do it in a moment. He doesn't have to debate about it. There's no vote about it. There's no campaigning about it. God does what he pleases. Good. And Luke 137, because our God does what he pleases, that's why we can say that nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Our God can do anything to anyone, anywhere. So we have to remember who we are. We serve God. We are children of the Most High. We belong to a kingdom that cannot be shaken, a kingdom that cannot be broken. We are inhabitants of the kingdom of God. Yes, we live in the United States, but we belong to God Almighty. Come on. There's a different set of rules, and there's a different set of circumstances, and there's a different kind of power that lives in us. And I'm not going to let the church get weak and scared and afraid when God's word says, you belong to my kingdom. Come on, give Jesus praise if you believe it. Come we belong on, to the to kingdom of, of God. Place.
0: Matter of fact, look at your neighbor and say, you sitting next to a kingdom citizen.
1: Kingdom citizen.
0: Remember his kingdom That's is right. ever lasting. Amen. Yeah. I appreciate my American citizenship. Yep. Grateful for it. But at the end of the day, we're kingdom citizens. And that's why she said we cannot be moved. We cannot be shaken right. because we know who we are and whose we are. And like John 15, 19 says, we're in this world, that's right. but we're not of it.
1: We're not of but it. guess what?
0: We're still in it. We're in it. But we can't be moved because of the one that lives on the inside of us and because of the one that we serve.
1: That's right. Our next point, our next point is we are still powerful. Church, we are still powerful. We are still powerful. And we cannot deny the power that lives in us. Mm. Remember in Matthew 16, 15, and 18 where Jesus said, Peter, who do men say that I am? And then Peter was given all kinds of answers. And then Jesus says, no, but what do you say who that I am? And And Peter says, you are Jesus the Christ. And then God, Jesus says, you are right, Peter. And upon that truth, I will build my church. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Meaning that, listen, the church cannot be broken down. The gates of hell, hell and death has no power over the church. Because Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord of all. And listen, we are the church is so powerful that it doesn't even succumb to physical death. You have to understand what's happening here. We are powerful people of God. The gates of hell cannot prevail. We should not be worried about anybody in the White House prevailing over the church. The church cannot be conquered. The church God. cannot be defeated. The church will not shut down. The church will not stop. The church will continue to advance in the name of Jesus. The church will go forward. Come on. Hell can't even compel cannot even tell it to sh- shut down mm. it cannot happen it will not happen listen we have to make sure that we are powerful romans 8 11 says but if the spirit of him raised jesus from the dead that same spirit lives in us we are powerful people We should watch the news and begin to speak in our heavenly language and speak in tongues because we are powerful. We can change the the heart of a king. Didn't we just read it? Don't we believe the word? We can change the heart of a king. Listen, I'm going to say it again. Your prayers can change the heart of a king. We have power in our mouth, power in our soul, power in our hands.
0: It's good
1: we are powerful we are not a weak church we are a strong church and I'm not gonna let us sit back and get strong and scared the devil is a lie God set us up right now for such a time as this so we can go ahead and exercise the power that God has given us God has not given us a spirit of fear but a power love and a sound mind
0: good stuff
1: and now more than ever should we execute in that power
0: Let's bless God for that one more time. Amen. Powerful stuff. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Look at your neighbor and say, hold on to your keys. Hold on to your keys. Keys speak of authority. I've been talking to different people today. I've never seen so many people operating in the spirit of fear.
1: Right.
0: I'm like, did you forget who you are? And whose you are? I don't care if it's a Satanist in the White House. At the end of the day, that does not change who I am and whose I am. If A thousand will fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come nigh unto me. No weapon formed against you, kingdom, shall prosper prosper because this kingdom is what? Everlasting. Somebody say everlasting.
1: Everlasting.
0: So we have a God responsibility to come before you in a setting like this Mm -hmm. to say, hey, listen. If God before you, come on, that God is still sovereign, that he's still in control, regardless of who the president is. He's still king of kings and lord Lord of lords. Lords. That has not changed. Uh I had explained to some pastors today. I said, y'all act like that the the, the kingdom of God is about to be hijacked.
1: Mm -mm. Come on.
0: I'm like, come on, man. I can't believe some of the people that are operating. I'm talking seasoned Christians. Leaders. Leaders. Mm -hmm. Falling out. Mm -mm. And, you know, I had to explain to them. I said, you know, even remember what the people wanted? In the the Old Testament, they wanted a king. They
1: wanted a king.
0: And God gave them just what they wanted. That's right. Gave them a king after after the the flesh. flesh. Yeah. And his name was Saul. Yep. And when God got tired of him. He put one down and raised one up. He told, Samuel, go get your oil. Yep. I need you to go to Jesse's house. I found somebody that's after my heart. That's right. And y'all know the rest of the story.
1: And, and let me just add to that, which His I love. David, His okay. name is David. His name is David. Yes, right. but I love that. As God knew he was going to remove King, the word of God says that God removed Saul, that God did it. Isn't it interesting that there was a David in a field being prepared the entire time? Listen, I believe strongly that we have no idea. There could be somebody right now being prepared by God, worshiping God, singing to God, exalting God, killing bears and lions in Jesus' name, ready to take over and represent the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There could be a David that's going to be raised up.
0: Look at your name and say, that'll preach. So my, my wife's point is this, that if he don't act right. Come on. Gotta go find put somebody. Down,
1: He'll put one
0: down, and raise, raise one up.
1: up. In fact, tell you never put him down, raise him up. Come on, that, that, we're mm-hmm. speaking biblical truth. Right. He'll put him down and raise somebody right. else up. That's right.
0: But guess what? In the meantime, we have to be. Every soul has to be what? Submit Subject. It.
1: Subject. Yes. Submit master.
0: it. Mm. Yield it. Giving it in. Yes. Don't agree uh, with a whole lot of what you're doing. But I'm praying for you. I'm praying. Matter of fact, that your heart shift.
1: That's our next point.
0: Oh, is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, our next pray. Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
1: We can still pray. Like Pastor said, Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing. Come on, church, you know this. At Kingdom, this is biblical ABCs, okay? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. We're not going to be anxious. We're not going to be fearful. We're not going to be worried. It's not January 20th yet. Calm down. Chill out. We don't know what's going to happen. Come on, let's wait a second. Sometimes you just got to be still and know just shut up. Praise the Lord.
0: I mean, and, amen. come on, just amen. calm it down. Amen. Now, when he gave his speech last night, he was very calm. Yeah. I was like, praise the Lord. I was shocked. Because <laughs> I already been praying. Because, <laughs> he he, he, you know, he's Donald no filter Trump. Sure. Can I get a witness? Yes. But we don't know if a lot of that was propaganda and you know, we don't know who was in his ear saying if you say stuff of shock value, you might get a response. So at the end of the day, like my wife said, January 20th is coming. Yeah. That gives us some time to pray. Pray. That's
1: that right. That this will be
0: a good transition. That's right. If you like him or not.
1: You know.
0: He's still our president.
1: Right. He's our if, president.
0: At the end of the day, you can I ain't I ain't feeling all that, Pastor. Listen, there's some things I ain't feeling either. Sure. But you know one thing I'm feeling? I'm feeling this Bible.
1: That's right.
0: Do I need to go? Put up Romans 13.1. Put it up, babe. 13.1. We're going to read it again. I ain't feeling pastor tonight. Well, that I means you ain't feeling the Bible then. That's right. The Bible says let every, somebody say every.
1: Every. Every
0: means everybody. Yes. Let every soul be subject, yielded, submitted. To the governing authorities. Yep. Pastor, I don't like the system. But let me tell you something. Go out here and buck against the system. I'm just going to go out here and do me. Go out here and do you. Mm-hmm. They got prisons. They got judges. Can I get a witness? Yeah. That's why we're building more penitentiaries than Penn State's.
1: Right.
0: Did you hear what I said? Because some people are making their, I'm going to do me. I ain't coming subject to nothing. Mm. Mm-mm let every soul be subject to governing authorities for there is no authority except from God and authorities that exist are appointed by God yep we got to be submitted to that just like we have to be submitted to governing even we have to be submitted to spiritual that's right I know people I don't need no pastor I don't need to be under nobody that's not what Hebrews thirteen seventeen say Mm-mm. put up Hebrews 13, 17. Let yep. me let me help somebody this wasn't even in our notes but let me, let me, let me help somebody that's good the Hebrews uh, 13, it says, rem- remember, Hebrews 13, uh, yeah, Hebrews 13, 17. Hallelujah. Obey mm-hmm. those who rule over you. Right. And be submissive, for they watch over your souls. That's right. Anybody that's a member here, you said, I'm a member, I'm, I'm, I'm submitted. Me and my wife are watching over your soul. I might not know everybody in this room by name, but I know on Tuesdays when I'm in town at 8.30 in the morning to 9.30, I'm like, Lord, cover all the people of God. And when I'm not here, we got people that are covering every member, every child. We come in against premature death. We're covering teenagers. We're covering young adults. Amen? Amen. So it says, obey those that rule over you. Be submissive, for they watch over your souls as those who... Uh, who must give account? Let them do it with joy, not with grief, mm-hmm. for that would be unprofitable for, for you. you. That's the spiritual piece. Somebody over there said, "Help us, Amen." Yes, us. because you got people that will buck against spiritual authority mm-hmm. and governing authority and mm-hmm. presidential authority. Mm-hmm. We all got to come in alignment. And guess what? That even mean me.
1: That's right. Yep.
0: I'm a I'm a senior pastor, yes, but I'm submitted to Pastor Casey Treat. Mm-hmm. After I get done preaching, if he calls me and says, I need you to be on the first plane in Seattle because I need to drop some things on you, guess what? That's not going to even go up in prayer. Mm-mm. Why? Because I'm submitted to him. Right. Yep. Because you can't be in authority and not be under it. That's right. And most pastors that don't have a pastor, I'm scared for them. Right. I, 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 I'm very scared because that means that you, you don't have anybody you accountable to, that if you hit a wall, amen, you up there trying to figure it out or you going to do you, you're gonna be in trouble, right? But let's get back. I'm, I, I no, got that's off. that's
1: great. That's great. I think it works both ways. That, that all that we're teaching is it works both ways, and we can still pray. You know, First Thessalonians says uh, five. First Thessalonians five seventeen. You know, says pray without ceasing. But Proverbs fifteen and twenty nine is what I really want to focus in on. Proverbs fifteen and twenty nine, because again, I don't want us to be a church that bucks away and shies away and hides away during this time, because the word says this: the Lord is far from the wicked but he hears the prayer of the righteous. That means we, the righteous, are the ones that need to be praying. God does not even hear the wicked. Isn't that amazing? He doesn't even hear what the wicked have to say. But we, the righteous, our responsibility is to pray and to pray without ceasing and to pray to God about all things that are happening, especially in our nation right now and especially for our leaders, not just in the White House, but all of our governing officials. And it says this, 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 2, 1 Timothy 1, 2, 1 through 2 says, Therefore I exhort first of all the supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving thanks, be made for all men. Here's my point, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. So this says here that if God hears us because we're the righteous, Mm -hmm. don't have an attitude that I don't like him and I'm not for that, I'm not supporting that. When the word of God says that we are to pray for all kings and all in authority, it is our job and our responsibility to pray for them. I'm not saying pray to bless them, but pray that they do the right things for our nation. Right. Pray they make the right decisions. Right. Pray that they don't do anything crazy in Jesus' name. Amen. You can't just shut your prayer life down because you're mad at who's in office. The devil is a lie. We have to, more than ever before, pray without ceasing, church. I believe that it is a, it is something that we have to do, no matter how you feel or which way you're going, because our silence could stop the change. Mm. Our silence could keep things the way they are. Our silence could make things go downhill. I believe our voice is that important. Right. That we have sure. the ability. Listen, I live in a world that my life has been altered by prayer. I prayed mm. that God would save my family, God would save my husband. I prayed that He would be a preacher. I prayed that we'd be effective. I live a life through prayer, and there's evidence through prayer. So don't think that praying's not gonna make a difference. Are you kidding me? I wake up to answer prayer every single morning. I wake up to prayer in my house. I look at prayer at staff meeting. I watch my prayer preach to you all on Sunday. Do not tell me prayer does not work. When you begin to pray to God and you activate faith and God responds to faith because remember God does whatever he pleases and he wants to give us the desire of our heart. And if our desire lines up with the will of God, he says, yes, I will do that. Just be patient. Just be strong. Just be steadfast. Just be unmovable. Don't let anything steal what you're praying for.
0: Somebody say prayer works.
1: Prayer works. It works. Put up
0: Isaiah 59 and 1. Like my wife said, she wait, she I'm I'm answer prayer. Absolutely. A lot of us in this room are just literally answer prayers. I'm
1: still here, I'm an answer prayer to myself.
0: <laughs> Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, mm-hmm. nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. Look at somebody and say, I have a voice. I
1: have a voice. My wife
0: just said it earlier. We all have been given a voice. Some of us maybe think, I don't have a voice. I'm not that big. I'm not that dude. I'm not that woman. You are because of your connection to the kingdom.
1: That's right.
0: His kingdom is everlasting. Mm -hmm. Your prayers are being heard. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. do they get answered overnight? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Mm -hmm. Listen, always wanted a big facility on a lot of acreage. This was a 10-year process. Yep. But I had to start out in the El Mirage and a swap me mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. 37 people. Mm-hmm. But I did the Romans 4 17. Mm-hmm. It says, call things that be not as though oh, they yeah. are. That's How right. many faith people I got in here? Mm-hmm. Amen. So you have to work your God responds, I believe, the to three top, his top things that he top three that things that he responds to. Number one, he responds to your prayers. Yes. Can I get a witness? Amen. We we just saw it his ear is not heavy. That he can't hear. So we, 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 we've all come to the conclusion that he responds to prayer. Second thing he responds to is your faith. Mm-hmm. The word of God says in Matthew 9, 29, according to your faith, yes, be, it. be it unto you. Mm-hmm. And even Romans 12, 3, he said he's given us all a measure of faith. The third thing that we know God responds to is our giving. Yep. Amen? Yep. Luke 6, 38, give and it shall be given to you. And there are some other things in the God's word that he responds to, but those are the two, I'm sorry, the top three things that God responds to. So when you leave here tonight, Mm -hmm. let's already start praying. Let's already start activating our faith. Let's already open up our mouth and start calling things that be not not as though they are. are. And guess what? Just like Pharaoh, when he hardened, he didn't want to obey, God hardened his heart. Mm -hmm. And we all know the rest of that story. So at the end of the day, Hebrews 13, uh, or Hebrews uh, 13, 8, God the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. So at the end of the day, amen, God puts down one, brings one up.
1: Can I just add a story about prayer that just happened to us the other day? You know, I think I've shared with the church before that every time I see someone broken down on the freeway, I'm always like, oh God, the blood of Jesus, angels all around and protect them. Like that, I feel like that's my assignment on the freeway. Anytime I pass by someone broken down, I begin to pray, I speak in tongues, God, protect him, blood of Jesus, you know, let your angels be around him. They could be totally safe, but I always pray that prayer all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, so the other day, Pastor and I were coming home from the airport and just driving down I 17, minding our own business, having a, a great conversation. And we're in the middle aisle of I-17, northbound by McDowell, and our car stopped in the middle of the freeway, in the middle lane. Car stopped, would not go, would not start. I'm talking stop. We had semi-trucks and cars flying by us 80 miles an hour. We're in the middle of the freeway. We couldn't get out. We were stuck there. Nothing was working. Hazards weren't working. We were in the dark, stopped in the middle of the freeway. And it was the scariest thing in my, seriously, I was scared to death. Because I work, you know, I know what can happen. Someone's on their phone, someone's texting, run into us. And I'm thinking, oh, my God. And I started praying. I said, you know, I, I started praying, you know, oh, God, protect us, the blood of Jesus. And I said, wait, God, this is not how we're supposed to end. It's like I got mad at the Lord. Now, this is not going to be on the news about us today getting hit by something and we are not going to die. We're going to live and we're going to we're going to live. And you know, as I was driving up here, the Lord reminded me that all those prayers I had prayed on the road all these years mm. that they were answered back as people passed us by. Wow. The blood of Jesus protecting the angels around us. Listen, prayer works. And you could think, oh, you're going to be safe anyway. I don't believe that. I believe that we serve a God that answers prayer, that God sends angels to protect us, that God Promote. dispatches angels when we ask Why? them to come out. I believe that we serve a God that is living and active and responds to prayers. So I'm just thankful that we're still here. Praise the Lord Jesus.
0: Still standing. Still
1: here. Amen. So how do we handle the transition, church? How do we handle the transition? Ephesians 6:12 and 18. This is how we handle it. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts and wickedness of heavenly places. And this is what I want to say to us. We are not going to make this a black and white issue. We can't. We have gone too far. Now, I know things have happened, and it is horrible, the things that are being exposed. I believe that exposure will bring healing. That's how I hope and think, okay? But we're not going to divide even further from each other, and, and, and we're not going to go back to how it used to be. I, I'm serious. I rebuke that spirit in Jesus' name. It's a spirit. It's a spirit of racism. And we, we're not fighting people. We're fighting spirits. So we have to remember that my brother is not my enemy. That's not what I'm against. But I have to pray and break the spirit of racism and break the spirit of bigotry and break that kind of spirit and not my brother who I see that I pray for and that I love.
0: Yeah, because, you know, even today I was at the barbershop and, you know, there's a lot of obviously talking the barbershop and some of the guys that were saying, you know, oh, it's going to go back to how it used to be in the 60s and the 50s. And I had to, I said, man, I'll rebuke that. Yeah. In other words, the word rebuke in the Old Testament means you got to check it. Right. And that's in Proverbs 27 and 5, but open rebuke is better than secret love. I'm like, no, nah, man, I, I rebuke that. Mm-hmm. I said, at the end of the day, that's, that's not, no, 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 we're not going back. I said, obviously, there's still racism in our nation. Absolutely. And guess what? There will always be racism. Always. You know, just like there's going to always be temptation. Yep. But James 1, 12 says, blessed is the man who endures yes. temptation. So people ask me, now that I'm born again, saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, should not get delivered from temptation? No, because if God took that, why you need church? Right. If God took the temptation, why would you need a Bible? Right. Why would you need to pray? Right. Why would you need to fast?
1: Right.
0: You understand what I'm saying? Why would you need a Savior? mm mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Make sense? So I explained to them, it will always be, but let's praise God for the progress that we've made as a nation. Yeah, we've had some, some definitely some situations Absolutely. this year. But let's look at the overall picture. Mm-hmm. Don't, 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 don't tell me that I'm going back to ride in the back of a bus. Right. That I'm going to be drinking from a different water fountain. Right. See, people got to be careful. That's why the Bible says sometimes, you know, James 1.19 says, be slow to speak and right. quick to quick hear. To hear. It's people are speaking out of their flesh. You understand what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. again, we got to remember who we are and whose we are. And me and you have a voice. We can get on our knees. We can call things that be not as though they are. Amen? Mm -hmm. So let's not get caught up in all that. Again, you got to remember that God puts one down and he brings one up.
1: Right. So what should we pray for our leaders? And we're closing with this. What should we pray? James 3 and 17 says this. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. That's how we need to pray for our leader. That we pray, God, make sure that whomever you have in authority is first pure. Not pure in their ways of how they treat themselves, but pure in how they handle the responsibility that has been ordained to them by God. That they have pure motives, pure thoughts, that they're not driven by anything else than facts. Amen? That it's pure, that it's, that it, that it's wholesome, that, that, that the White House remain a pure and wholesome family home as we did for eight years with the other first family, praise the Lord Jesus. Okay, that it's pure, that peaceable, meaning that you should be peace-loving. I'm praying to God that this man that is in office is a lover of peace. Amen that they love peace, that they will contend for peace, that they will fight for peace, not not a brawler or a fighter, but one that loves peace, that will be peaceable. That we pray that he is a gentle in how he's handling our laws and the ways and our, and our legislation, that's willing to yield to the Holy Spirit. Remember, our God mm-hmm. is sovereign. Our God can do anything. That when that heart, it's in its hand and as it's squeezed on, that that person's able to yield to what the Spirit of God is saying. This is how I'm going to pray. That they are full of mercy, In every situation, you know the campaign promises that were made, you guys all heard them all. Let's pray to God that there's mercy attached to all of those desires and promises that were made, that mercy is attached to those things, okay? That there's good fruit, that there's no partiality without without hypocrisy. That's how I'm going to pray for our leaders. I'm going to pray for all of our leaders that they are able to get wisdom that comes from above. Just because they're not living a wise life does not mean they cannot act in wisdom. How many many of you know, know people that to their own self, they're just dumb, but they can give the best advice, and if they could just listen to what they say, they'll be, I mean, we know people like that, and I'm like, Lord, if that's how you want to do it, fine. Keep him just, you know, whatever, but let the wisdom be reflected out from him that affects us all in a positive way. When I woke up this morning, and we were still talking about everything that's happening, because again, what, ha- what we saw was a reflection of our nation, either choice. Remember, crack or meth, praise the Lord, okay? And as I'm in my closet praying, I'm like, God, you know, I just don't know how I'm feeling, and I'm just like, you know, Lord, you know, you get- I would have been worried either way, right? Either way, I would have been worried. Either way, I would have felt like it's perilous, it's dangerous. And the Holy Spirit said, I change seasons. And I'm like, Okay, Lord, I appreciate that, but I'm just talking about I'm really, you know, not sure about this, you know, president election, and I'm thinking, what does that mean? And so, as I'm studying the word today, God gave us a scripture we read to you in Daniel about God saying that I change the seasons, and I'm like, God, okay, what are you trying to tell me? Because I know the spirit of God, the voice that I change seasons, so I looked it up on why seasons change in our world. And I found out today that our earth, our seasons don't change because our earth rotates around the sun. Because you think as it's rotating, it gets closer to the sun and backs away. Maybe that's why seasons change. No, that's not why. Seasons change because our earth is tilted at a 23.5 degree angle. And because the way it's tilted as the sun, as we rotate around the sun, the way it's tilted causes the seasons to change. In other words, God could have kept it straight and just rotated fine. But God said, no, no, no. I want our my people to experience seasons. Mm. Uh, and so he tilted it. He tilted it just so. And the Holy Spirit showed me, the world is in my hands, daughter. Mm. The world is in my hands. Mm. And it brought tears to my eyes at Revelation because that's what he told me in my closet don't worry about this office and who's elected. The whole world is in my hand, tilted just so. Believe me, I got you. Mm. We're going to be all right. You're going to be okay. The church will prevail. My kingdom will last. It is everlasting. It is unending. On this rock, my church, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. So remember that tonight. Rest easy, church. We're going to be all right.
0: Come on, give God a big hand praise in this place. Hallelujah.